Hello and welcome to Living Hope. This is Pastor Staten, and I want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. A shout out to our E family, all of you that are joining us through the internet. I want to remind you every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, you can join us live at tv.livinghopemd.com. I pray that today's message blesses you and that you enjoy the word as it is shared today. I'm too lost to be found, and I know it's in my mind. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus, amen. We are so honored today to have Pastor Ken Dillingham, amen, pastors the Lifeway Pentecostals in Dayton, Ohio, and uh, has served in many different capacities as an evangelist, uh, led the North American Missions Department for Ohio District. Uh, I'm sure he's a great husband and father as well. I can tell his family looks pretty happy with the role he's playing there. But we're honored to have him. I know the church, we're familiar with his brother, Chris. And if you, they don't look like they're related too much. Chris is a little bit less tall. Um, but both powerful men of God and, and uh, both of their voices have been very great strength in my life. And we're honored today to have Brother Dillingham. He, I know he's been praying and fasting and God has spoken to him. And so I'm asking us today. I know I ask us this every Sunday, but tune out the distractions. And let's focus in on what God is going to speak today. I want Brother Dillingham to have complete liberty in both services. Whatever God leads him to do, if he walks up here and says, you're dismissed, some of you will be happy. That He probably won't go that way. But if he does, whatever he feels in the Holy Ghost. So right now, could you help me? Let's welcome Pastor Dillingham, and let's give him liberty to speak what the Lord is speaking. Thanks for being here. Oh, bless the Lord. Come on, let's magnify one more time the name of the great God of heaven. We lift you, Jesus. We magnify your name. God, you're more powerful than anything in this world. Every demon bows at the name of Jesus. Every spirit bows at the name of Jesus. We bring the darkness into compliance with the power of the light. God, we declare victory and freedom and joy and power into this place right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. The authority of Jesus is established in this house. Amen. The authority of Jesus is established in this house. Well, the privilege is cert certainly mine to be here today. And um, I've been looking forward to, to coming. We've, been, we've actually been praying and fasting for this for several weeks. Um, we just hosted... Uh, the Ohio Spring District Conference at our church, and, um, and and we're praying and fasting for that. And the Lord has really been dealing with me. And I I walked in today. I evangelized for twelve years, and so there are times that you go to churches and and you 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 get ready to preach, and you're thinking, okay, we're gonna have to get a little praying through here to get ready. And then there's churches that you go to and you're like, oh, I'm just going to take a text and get to preaching because they're, they're ready for it in the power of God. I'm thankful that you're the second kind of church. And uh, we pastor, we, we pastor a, a really radical kind of church. Um, at, at, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you how radical the church is at district conference all of our new converts had their black Lifeway shirts on 
and worship started and whatever and they just started filling the front and started shouting across the front and all of a sudden some of the some of the pastor families and stuff are like I thought this was district conference and they don't know any different that it's just church so they, so they just they just had church and the power of God fell so I feel at home here I want to give honor today to your your uh, pastoral family, and uh, man, I I actually I actually preach for I call him Bishop Staten in Washington D.C. Uh, a few years ago, and and enjoyed that, and I've been looking forward to coming here, and uh, I I tell you something right now, it really does. You can see it in the Word of God. It, it really does rise and fall on leadership. Jesus Christ, of course, being the head of the church, right? The chief cornerstone. He's the leadership. Amen. But, but it really does rise and fall on leadership. And so today I give honor to your incredible pastor's family. Aren't they awesome? My goodness. I want to be like them. You want to be like them? Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. I want to be like them. I was reading in Philippians on the, the, the plane over here, so I, I, was, I got in the air. It was only a 50-minute flight, and I, I pulled up Philippians, and I was making notes, and, and I noticed that Paul said, basically told the Philippian church, he said, you, you, you know how to conduct yourselves. You've seen me. Amen. And uh, I believe that this church knows how to conduct itself because you've seen your pastor and pastor's family. I want you to take your Bible and turn to Genesis chapter 28 today. And uh, we're going to look at verse 11. I, I, want you to, I want you to be here tonight. Is there anybody not going to be here tonight for any reason? You're not going to be here tonight? That's just the way to ask the question. People are like, seriously, <laughs> seriously, like I'm going to raise my hand. Come on, if you're not going to be here, be bold enough to lift your hand up tonight. Amen. Praise God. I'm not going to be here tonight. It's all right. You may have a reason. That's okay. I mean, you're going to really miss something, but you may have a reason. And that's all good. I get it. I, I, I get it. I'm not going to be here next Sunday night. So, you know, praise God. But um, uh, God has... God has really broken out uh, in our area. I'm going to be preaching a little bit tonight uh, about kingdom dominion and uh, authority. And God has been really breaking out in some massive miracles that we've been seeing. Um, I'm going to tell you about I'm going to, I'm going to tell you about a woman that um, I, I, I believe died uh, Friday in a restaurant with us. And, um, and we prayed for her, and God brought her back to life. Her eyes were rolled back. Her lips were blue. She was completely unresponsive. And um, uh, her husband said they actually had a trip to Cleveland Clinic uh, scheduled. And uh, so, so my brother prophesied. Lord just reminded me of this. Uh, Joel Urshan and my brother were with me, and, and my brother prophesied and said, You will begin seeing the dead raised. I'm going to tell you something right now. I feel a spiritual authority that God's going to put on this church that's getting ready to blow the mind of this region. You're like, well, we've got spiritual authority, not like what's coming. I'm telling you right now in Jesus' name. Praise God. 
Genesis chapter 28, verse 11. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed. Behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. Behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. Thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. We already heard that this morning, didn't we? And behold, I am with thee. And I will keep thee in all places whither thou goest and will bring thee again into this land for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of and Jacob awaked out of sleep and said surely the Lord is in this place and I knew it not and he was afraid and said how dreadful is this place this is none other but the house of God and this is the gate of heaven and Jacob rose up in the morning and took the stone that he had put for pillows and set it up for a pillar and he poured oil upon the top of it and he called the name of that place Bethel but the name of the city was called Luz at the first I want to preach for a few moments tonight on this title passageways into prophecy amen passageways into prophecy now, could you put your Bibles down and just take a moment right now and lift up your voice? Because I don't, I don't just want to preach into the air. I want you to hear the voice of God speaking into your spirit. I don't just want to preach a sermon up into the air and whoever gets it, gets it, and who doesn't, does it. I want you to know the Lord is going to speak a word into your heart. It's His word. Right now, dear God, by the power of your great name, Lord, I speak, I declare, I command by the power of the name of Jesus Christ the authority of heaven to flow with your word. I pray, God, that angels would stand at attention right now. I pray, oh God, that there would be power and that there would be demonstration and that there would be manifestation that would accompany your preached word even as it did in the book of Acts. God, let there be a, let there be a renewal in the hearts of people. Let there be a renewal in the hearts of minds. Let there be a remembrance of the greatness of your power. Let there be a remembrance, oh God, of what you're capable of. God, let there be a pushing forward. Let there be a stepping into. Let there be a demonstration of your spirit, God. God, let there, let I see today. Let let ears be open today let miracles be unleashed in this house I declare it by the power of your spirit Jesus in Jesus name in Jesus name if you clap your hands just one more time just solidify it seal it up with praise hallelujah you may be seated if you promise not to sit down on me. <clears throat> I want you to think this morning about this word. Oh, this afternoon, it's 12.04. I want you to think about the word inconceivable. The word inconceivable is a word that we often use when we 
want to describe something that is very, very difficult for us not only to understand, we often, we often don't use the word inconceivable as it relates to something we don't understand. We often use the word inconceivable to describe something that we cannot comprehend. That was Sarah in the Bible, Abraham's wife Sarah, the grandmother of our subject in our text today, Jacob. Sarah, Sarah had been that way her whole life. That's a different kind of inconceivable, but it's really the same thing. One night, Abraham's evening was interrupted by the angel of the Lord. And Abraham stopped them and prepared a meal from them. And as they were eating, the Lord spoke a promise to Abraham. And even though the Lord gave a definite promise, Sarah was not able to think that such a thing, that such a, such a, a, a promise, such a miracle was something that could happen to her, that she would be able to conceive a son. If you remember, the, the travelers were coming. Abraham saw them in the distance, remember, in the word of God. And Abraham went back and said, Let, let's, let's hurry up, make a meal. And when they came, they, they said, we've got to go. And, and, and Abraham said, no, no, no. He entreated them to stay a little while longer, which is, I believe, what we need to do with the Lord. Amen. Not, not just simply put our time in and have an encounter with God, but say, Lord, we, we want you to stay a while. I'm going to tell you something right now. The inconceivable things that God speaks is not a result of the first touch, but it's the result of, of somebody saying, you know what, I don't want you to go so soon. Why don't you hang around a little while longer? Why don't we take a little more time? I, I believe that there's more that you've got. Come on, somebody. It was at the end of that meal. Sarah was in the tent and Abraham was looking at this messenger from heaven, this potentially theophany of God, and, and, uh, and, and this, the, the Lord, this messenger from God, spoke and said, Sarah shall conceive a son. It was for her inconceivable because she had to this point never been able to conceive. I'm going to tell you something right now. The Holy Ghost spoke to me and said that he is going to cause the critical mass of this church to be able to conceive what to some has been inconceivable. Ah, come on somebody. That it's going to tip the scales and that the inconceivable things of God will be made known in this place. People will come here to see what they could not see anywhere else. People will walk into this building to be able to conceive the inconceivable. I don't have time today to really dig into the fact that she laughed. There's a reason why they named their revival Yitzhak which in Hebrew means laughter. There's a reason why sometimes, amen, oh, come on, somebody. 
Sometimes, let me tell you something right now. Sometimes we laugh at the inconceivability of the thing that God speaks into our life. And God has such a sense of humor that he calls the resulting revival by the name of the thing that caused you to doubt. He said, oh, I'm going to cause you to laugh all right. Oh, I will cause you to laugh. But you're going to laugh in ways that's going to, come on somebody. You're going to laugh in ways that are different than doubt. You're going to laugh that the Possible has come to pass. I want you to think of her age. This was a 90-year-old woman. I'm just going to tell you right now. I like how the Bible says it. It ceased to be for Sarah after the manner of women. The Bible says stuff cool, doesn't it? Amen. Y'all know what that means. There was a day. There was a day that she didn't conceive when it was possible. How in the name of heaven are you going to conceive now that it's impossible? Can I tell somebody in this building, God may just very well wait until it becomes impossible so that the whole world will know. That the thing that's going to be born in this place and in your life is from God. I grant you that Sarah lived to be 127 years old. And, and so she, she lived a little bit longer than normal. But I'm just going to tell you something right now. Based on today's lifespan... Ladies, this will be like God appearing to you on your 65th birthday and telling you that the time, by the time you're 66, you're going to have a son. Same age group. I'm not going to ask for ages like I asked for like who's going to be here on Sunday night. But I'm going to tell you something right now. If you're, if you're north of 50 in the house, can you imagine angels showing up in the middle of the night being like, you're fixing to have a baby. You're like, I'll take grandbabies. But nothing coming out of here. Uh-uh, baby. Talk to me, somebody. Can I get a witness from the ladies in the house? <laughs> All the husbands are praying, oh, please, 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 Lord, don't let it be conceivable. Lord, there is a, Lord, there's a limit to inconceivability in Jesus' name. And the husband said, Amen. Abraham and Sarah are described as old and well advanced in years. Sarah is considered to be past the age of childbearing. So when she hears the promise, it is to her inconceivable. And the omniscient God hears Sarah and he asks a rhetorical question. He said, is anything, is Oh, I feel like preaching right now. Is anything too hard for the Lord? God may come into your life with an inconceivable promise and then ask you the question. I didn't ask you if it was possible for you. I asked you if it's possible for me. Oh, come on, somebody. God's not asking you, can you do it? God's asking you, can you believe that I can do it? Yeah. 
I'd like to tell Sarah, 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 listen, just because you cannot conceive of conceiving. That's inconceivable. She said, that's inconceivable because I'm inconceivable. And just because you can't conceive of conceiving, Sarah, do not limit God. Because for God, nothing is inconceivable. God made a world when there wasn't worlds. God spoke this galaxy into space out of nothingness. The Bible simply said, and God said. Can I tell you, if God can say it, it can happen. If God speaks it, it can happen. I declare it today in Jesus' name. So in our text, Jacob is the grandson of Isaac and this miracle. The Bible tells us that when he was born, that his mother, hallelujah, said, Jacob, your father is getting ready to die. I believe God's chosen you. Now, I, I don't, I don't want to go here theolo- theologically. I'm not here to make a theological uh, uh, um, seminar today or lecture. But I'm going to tell you something right now. The Bible said that, I'm, I've, never, I've never seen this in the scripture, but the Bible said that Rebecca, when she was with child, that there was a stirring in her womb. And she inquired of the Lord and said, God, what is this thing going on inside of me? There's somebody in this place today. The whole, I was going to pass this by. And the Holy Ghost said, no, no, no. There's somebody in this place right now that you're in a spot where God is dealing with you. And you don't know exactly what's going on. You feel a stirring. You feel the presence of God. You feel the power of God moving in this house. You don't totally understand all of this. I'm preaching to you right now. The stirring that's going on inside side of you right now is God trying to usher you into a place that the inconceivable is something that you open your heart to. She went to the Lord. She went to the Lord and she asked God. She said, she said, Lord, what is this thing? And he said, two nations are at war within you. For there are two children inside of you. And then he says this. The older shall serve the younger. The older shall serve the younger. The first one that was born was Esau. The second one that was born was Jacob. And so I don't know, Pastor Staten, if there's anywhere in Scripture that Rebecca ever communicated this to Isaac. I've always thought that she was sort of a, like a, like a co-conspirator in this whole situation. I've always thought, you know, that, that Rebecca, she just, she's like, you know what? I like, I, I like Jacob. He's a homeboy. Esau, Esau, Harry, and he's out there hunting, and he's all crazy, and he's all UFC. Which, by the way, we're getting ready to start in two weeks at our church fight club. We got, we got a men's deal going called fight club, and people are like, like octagons and stuff. We're like, no, Nehemiah 414 fight club. It's a little bit different. It's not, <laughs> Hallelujah. But 
But I've always thought that maybe, maybe Rebecca just simply favored Jacob. That was her, you know, that was her favorite son. And so she said, well, you, you know, Jacob, it's getting ready. Isaac's going to die. Your father's going to die. I want you to get, you've got the, 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 the birthright. I want you to get the blessing. And, but it very well may be that Rebecca is acting on the thing that God spoke to her when he said the younger amen shall be the greater and the older shall serve the younger maybe Rebecca is saying maybe she's never communicated I don't find anywhere in scripture she ever talked to Isaac about this she's simply acting on what God had shown her and it's because of this you know real fast okay cliff notes they put the the, the goat's skin on his arms uh, and they put the fur so that He'd feel and be like, oh, yeah, it's Esau. And, and, and he says, smells like Esau. And, 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 and he made the venison. And so he put the blessing on Jacob. And so mama says, you better, you better leave because Esau is to take you out. And now he's running. This is where we find our text. He's running from Esau, and God is getting ready to do tremendous things in his life, and everything is in an upheaval. Can I tell you right now that the moment that you conceive the inconceivable, it might be a war in you. It might be a war in your mind, but I'm going to tell you something right now. You've got to understand that sometimes when God takes you through the passageways into prophecies, it doesn't always make sense when you're going into new places and you're venturing into new territory it's not familiar and so you're you've got to make the shift from flesh into spirit you've got to make the shift and you don't you can't say well I don't feel what I used to feel this is a whole new place you've got to move into the spirit you've got to align with the Holy Ghost oh my God somebody the Bible said he lighted Upon a certain place, though it seemed uncertain to him, it was certainly ordained of God. The word lighted upon comes from the Hebrew word paga, which is translated intercession. Sometimes your circumstances become a place of intercession. Can I tell somebody right now that oftentimes when we think of intercession... We think of intercession as praying for somebody else. But the Bible said that Jesus ever liveth to make intercession for the saints. Do you know what that means? The word intercession or interceding, it literally means that Jesus is doing what he told his disciples, or how he told his disciples to pray. He said, when you pray, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. How? In earth as it is in heaven. What was Jesus doing? He was the intercessor. He was interceding on behalf of humanity. He was bringing the kingdom. What was the first message of Jesus? The kingdom of God is with men. Amen. I'm going to tell you something right now. Sometimes God will move you into intercession, but it's not just for prayerfulness. It is for the prophetic. It's not just to cause you to pray more. It's so that you can get and reach out to where you've been and where you're going. I'm going to tell you right now, God will stretch you as you take a hold of what God wants to give you. Oh, my God. And you bring where you've been into the new place. Hey. 
You know what Jesus did? Jesus brought where he had been to this place. That's why John begins, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word, oh, shout it at me. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. There was nothing made that was not made by him. All things were made by him and for him. Amen. The Bible said, come on somebody. The Bible said the light shined in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Why? Because Jesus was bringing the heavenly realm into an earthly realm. Jesus was bringing what, oh, come on somebody. Jesus was bringing what existed in heaven into an earthly dimension. God doesn't just simply want you to intercede in a prayerful way. God wants you to intercede in a mediatorial way. God wants you to intercede between two worlds. Can I tell somebody right now that intercession and mediation are the same thing legally? Somebody that intercedes in a legal capacity is a mediator. A mediator between two parties. It's between God and men. It's between heaven and earth. I'm here to tell you today in the name of Jesus, Pastor Staten, you gave me liberty and I, I, I speak what the Lord has put on my heart. He said, I'm calling this church to be a mediating church. A church that sees in heaven and brings it to pass on earth. That sees what God's doing and brings it to pass where we're doing see what exists already according to God and brings it to pass in our world God is calling you to mediate between what has been and what can be God is calling you to mediate between the invisible and the visible is calling you to mediate between the unseen and the seeable. God is calling you to mediate between the heavenly spiritual realm and the earthly natural realm. God, you follow the Holy Ghost for a second? Let me tell you something right now. Some people said, why did God choose infilling people with the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues? Why, why did God choose that? You, you, God could have cho chosen a lot of things. Why did God choose that? I, I, I felt the Holy Ghost just spoke a word to me right there and said, here's why. He said, because you will be walking temples. Watch, watch, watch. Where the other realm will be in you in this realm. He says in Acts chapter 1 and 8, he said, tarry in Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. And he says, you shall be witnesses of me. Oh, come on, that's good, man. We got a good, come on, media team. Look at the media team on the screen. Where are they at? The media team back. God bless the media team right there. Look at that. Sometimes I said like, where's my scripture? Amen. So every time they're, they're up there and surprise me, I'm like, look at the media team. Praise you. 
You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. Amen. Some translation says, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. Amen. What if God said, what if God intended for us to be witnesses of more? Oh, come on, somebody. More than just simply telling people what the gospel is. What if God has called us to be witnesses of another world? What if God has called us to be witnesses of another another power what if God has called us to be witnesses of a better way and a better authority what if God said I want to put oh he said you have this treasure in earthen vessels you know what that is that's mediating between the spirit realm and the natural realm I touch your hand. That's material realm. The Bible says that, that he gathered the dust of the earth and he breathed into the dust of the earth. Amen. How was Adam in God's likeness? Not, not in a material context, but in his image. He was in his likeness. Watch this, watch this. The Hebrew word for likeness. My God, I got to preach you. I feel the anointing like crazy right here. Hallelujah. <laughs> I evangelize long enough to know, amen, where the spout is, where the glory comes out. I can't do anything in this building except for what he opens up for me. I can't do anything in this building except for what he opens up for me. I'm going to tell you something right now. I may have my own anointing at the church. God's called me to pastor. Amen. But I need this man to put his hand on my head and say, go ahead. I open it up for you to speak that word into that church in Jesus' name. I'm going to cut somebody. Hallelujah. The word, the word likeness, the Bible says he's made in his image and his likeness. The word likeness in the Hebrew literally means it, it is exactly the word. The Hebrew word is exactly our word representative. Or better, better than that. Watch, watch, ready? Re-presenter. You know what Adam was? <laughs> Who said it? Give that man an extra donut. Representer. Representer. Can you put it back on the screen? Acts 1 and 8. Can you put it back? But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. What did God do? He gathered up the dust and he breathed into his nostrils. The word is ruach. It is the word for spirit and it's the word for breath. Jesus breathed on the disciples and said, receive you the spirit. You know what Jesus intends? Jesus doesn't just simply intend you to check the box, get the Holy Ghost and baptize in Jesus' name and become a church member. He intends you to be his representer. He wants you to be his representer. He said, I'm going away. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong. Look what was in my basket. Was in my basket. The holy hanky. You know what? I feel Jesus right now. Stand, 
stand all over this building. I know I got so much. I got so much that I feel the Holy Ghost wants to say, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to wrap it up like this. Listen, listen. I got man, I got so much more. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But listen, here's what I want you to get right now. God wants us to be his representers on there. Jesus said, the things that I do, what did he say? The things that I do, shall you do? And, and, and what? Greater? I was reading in one of the pastoral epistles the other day, and the scripture says that we have been made partakers of the divine nature. I looked at our church, and I said, I'm going to blow you away. Okay? I'm going to blow you away. You ready? You've got the divine nature of God in you. People are like, oh, come on now. That's kind of, come on. Look, I'm just quoting the word of God. That we were made partakers of the divine nature. <laughs> you know what Jesus wants? Jesus wants us to be his representers. That's why he said, the works that I do shall you do. You ready for am amazing miracle signs and wonders? I'm going to tell, tell a few stories tonight. I mean, they're not stories like, like Hansel and Gretel. Mickey Mouse and Daffy Duck. I mean, true stories. About three weeks ago, my wife, my wife has been dealing with chronic back pain for about a year, almost a year. There were times that my wife would literally, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed. And there were times that my wife would go out, and she would get up. She'd sleep maybe two hours in bed, and then her back would hurt so bad she'd get up and have to kneel at the couch and lay across the couch just to stretch her back out enough. Just to, And she would lean into the couch and, and, and whatever. And about three or three weeks ago, about three weeks ago, a man that I'm, I'm discipling. Walked up to her and said, he said, I want to show you something. And she sat down in the chair. And he said, here, give me your feet. And she's like, we ain't doing no funny business up in here, Baba. I'm like, I might, I wasn't raised in church. Somebody better get a whooping. But he was so in the Holy Ghost and he was so gentle, he was so kind. And she sat down and he took her feet and he said, look. And he showed her and one foot was an inch and a half longer than the other. He said, your back pain's coming from this. And he said, Heavenly Father, I command for her legs to match in the name of Jesus. And there were probably 20 people looking around and her leg went. Whoop. And she has had... Zero back pain. Woo! I've come to tell somebody in this building, listen, I've come to tell somebody in this building, you better get ready. 
I'm not talking about get ready to watch it. I'm talking about get ready to mediate it. God, God isn't calling witnesses to watch. He's called witnesses to represent. He said, in the last days, I want you to represent me. What the first century saw, I want this uh, rapture generation to see. This is so crazy. You're right, my brother. You're right. Praise God. You're right. Amen. He said, don't be surprised. He walked over and said, don't be surprised if God changes your text. I said, he just did. I got so much good stuff I want to say. I, I can't because God's like, this is what I want him to hear. And I'm just going to be obedient because I'm going to tell you something right now. We won't, have, we won't have any miracles tonight if we're not obedient. I've come from one, I've come from one reason and one reason only. I, I like your pastor and I think your pastor likes me. I love this church and I think, well, you, I'm okay maybe. But here's, the, the, this is the point. Listen, I didn't come to impress you. I've come to impress somebody with Jesus. Because I'm going I'm to be gone next week. But this is not going to be gone. You don't need a sermon. You need a passageway into the prophetic. Let me, let me, just, let me just say this one thing. Whatever has been crazy and hard and inconceivable in your life lately is the passageway. The Bible said Jacob tarried all night. The passageway happens at night. The passageway happens in the darkness. Jesus said to Peter, who do men say that I am? They said, some say you're John the Baptist or Elias, Elias or, 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 or Jeremiah or Elias or one of the prophets. John the Baptist risen from the dead. There was, it was, it's inconceivable. The Bible said flesh and blood receiveth not the things of the spirit for their foolishness to him. The natural man. The Bible says that the carnal mind is enmity with God. But Peter said, thou art the Christ. And what did Jesus say? Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this. I'm here to tell you, this is why the passageway is always in the dark. Because we walk in the flesh too much. We walk in the flesh too much. We got, we got this flesh with us. And we've been through a year. Where the flesh has been trying to understand what's going on. I'm going to tell you something right now. In the spirit realm, God will usher you into a place where it's darkness and inconceivability to your human mind. And it's in that moment 
that the Spirit will mediate the conceivability into your life. Peter, you've looked at me for three and a half years, and it isn't because you looked at the side of my face, the front of my face, the crown of my head. It's not because you saw the dimple in my chin. It's not because you, you know the height and the stature and the dimensions. It's not because you know what my voice sounds like. It's none of those things. You didn't get this because of anything that your eyes, ears, nose, any of your senses brought to your attention. You know this because the Spirit mediated conceivability. Did you know that you can conceive physically? Mentally and spiritually. Somebody in this building right now, right now under the sound of my voice, that there's been some inconceivable things, but the Holy Ghost is saying, if you'll just let my spirit mediate, because watch, 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 as real as all this is down here to us is the reality of the realm of God. All God has to do is pull back our spirit and mediate with His Spirit into us. That's why God gave us the Holy Ghost so we could be representers. You got to see it, you got to conceive it, and then you got to walk in it. And that spirit that God is opening up to you right now is the thing that the Lord is bringing these prophetic words of the Lord that have been spoken over this church and over your life so many times. It's happening right now. Amen. There you go. If it's happening in you, if you're in this place and you've felt it, you've been experiencing it, you want to give yourself to it, this altar is open. You can come and pray. I receive it in Jesus' name. I receive it through the Spirit. Nothing that the flesh can do. The flesh won't get it. The flesh will never get it. If you've never had the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues, amen, God will do that for you today if you'll open your spirit up to it. So that doesn't make sense to me. That, exactly. The Holy Ghost doesn't make sense to me. Exactly. That's it. That's it. Come on, somebody. Come on, in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I speak and declare right now that heaven would be mediated into this place right now. Come on, Lord, you've had me in this passageway. I thought I was in darkness. I thought you'd left me. I thought I was all alone. I thought I was all alone, but God, you were taking me to a new realm. I thought I was all by myself, but you were taking me to a new place in the spirit. I didn't know why I was feeling what I was feeling. 
I've been disturbed. I've been confused. I've been frustrated. But God, you've been taking me into the realm of the supernatural. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus.